Hello and welcome to another episode of Performer to Producer podcast. Uh, I'm Buga and today I'm driving. So uh, I hope the background noise won't be too much for you to follow this episode along. Um, today I want to talk about the way artists present themselves and sell uh, their product or themselves or the shows that we create. Um, and, you know, what makes us decide what kind of projects we're going to do. Uh, so uh, the, I was inspired for this from two different conversations. The one uh, one was with my good friend and colleague who has his own company. Uh, it's a very young theater company. And he uh, he's kind of on a crossroads. And we talked about this because he believes that he can't do some more artistic work because nobody's going to want to buy that and uh, it won't be sold. But he has to do more like simple stuff with catchy titles that then he'll be able to earn money with. And honestly, I'm, I've been caught and I'm, I'm also working on this kind of belief, um, and approach to our work. Um, and although in the past, for example, of our theater company, um, you know, my dad, he did this one show that was really, really artistic. And at the beginning, it really didn't have a lot of success in Croatia, but then it went to, you know, like on a world tour, uh, it, we performed at Sydney Opera House and, uh, he, he directed that same show. It, it became like a franchise that he directed in like four or five different countries around the world and stuff. So it's not true and I, I have proof that it's not true but it's it is kind of a prevalent uh i think theory in in the opera world in the performing arts in general that you know if you do a catchy title it will sell out easier more easily or easier and faster than if you do some kind of like unknown or new work and um i think and then the other th- thing that inspired me for this was a, a conversation i had with a marketing coach and i was talking to her about selling shows and she asked me what is it that you really sell and i was like um i don't know shows experience and she was like yeah you sell experience but actually you sell emotions and she was so blunt about it i was like what what do you I, you can't say I sell emotions and she was like well that's true that's your end product and when you think about it it is true at the end of the day the people consume art to feel something to be amused uh, to feel excited to feel in awe of what the humans are you know capable to do to experience beauty or to you know experience catharsis to um feel their emotions i always say that the darkness of the theater is the safest place in the world because you're allowed to feel all of your emotions without you know being directly looked at uh or asked about them and so it is true no matter how harsh it might sound we do sell emotions but now the thing is what i've noticed is now nowadays a lot of theaters theory companies and artists do use social media and are kind of getting better at it in marketing our work but still we are very much focused on ourselves i have a feeling in a way and not so much focused on what our audiences will get if they you know come to the theater we are kind of focused on the visual part if a show is very visually attractive you know or we love to use the word magic and it will be magical but we are not very concrete in the sense of what people will get and what it all involves uh, especially when you when you look at opera singers and drama uh, you know actors in comparison to let's say ballet performers because for ballet even people who have never been to the ballet they know what ballet uh, feet look like they know how hard ballet uh, um, ballet dancers work and that is kind of a common knowledge uh, but 
opera singers especially really hide their work and hide themselves and I I always tell this story when I went to the backstage tour of Royal Opera House uh, there was this that was there's the ballet floor and there's this rehearsal room that is all in glass and whoever walks by will can see everything that's happening in this rehearsal room and I thought oh my god no opera singer would ever rehearse in that kind of room uh, and we really hide just the fact of how much work goes into a performance which immediately you know hides from people just on a technical and very objective part of what it is that they will get and how much work goes into anything that they will experience on stage and pay for and then the other thing is a lot of a lot of companies still use their social media and artists as well of as a notice board Next time I'm performing on the, I don't know, 9th of June, uh, the role of blah, blah. I enjoyed performing the role of this and this at this and this opera house. What a magical experience for me. And yes, your fans will love to know that, but this doesn't get you people who will buy tickets. And I think this is something we're not, again, something we're not taught to really market our performances because even if you do I mean it's true if you if as for example as a theater for children if I put on Snow White people will probably buy without even looking at, at the promo material because it's Snow White and they know it and people love to buy something they know but it doesn't mean that if I do a sh- performance that has you know it's totally unknown with a title that's totally unknown and I present it in a way of this is what you will experience this is a you know a memory you will share with your child this is the emotion you will get this is what this uh, performance will give you and not only share the storyline or the visual um I'm sure, you know, I have proof that people will want to come to that performance. So I just wanted to share this as food for thought, you know, and to inspire you to not run away from pieces that you want to do. If, for example, you want to put on a concert with some unknown pieces instead of performing, I don't know, five most known arias by Verdi or Puccini, uh, which I love and I have nothing against on the country. I love performing them and uh, I would always include them. But just um, if you are not doing it that just because you're afraid that nobody will want to come because you put, you put something on the program that's different... It's not about the program. It's just about the way you market it. It's also about, you know, how you present yourself as a, a performer. If you want people come to come to your performances, they want to know more about what they will get instead of how you feel about that performance and how you feel about um, doing that performance or preparing that performance. If you don't relate it to them and what they will get out of all of that that you did. I, I remember one one uh, contemporary dance performance I saw uh, I saw a commercial for uh, and I think you know especially in Croatia contemporary dance really has I'm not gonna say problem but it's really underrated and really under visited let's say and they really you know really perform a small number of performances uh, and I saw a commercial that said we spent six months in a, a closed community exploring our bodies And I, as an audience member, I thought, good for you. What does that mean for me? What am I going to get from this performance if I pay the ticket? What will I experience from the fact that you spent six months of exploring your bodies? Of course, people are very interested in the backstage work and in how in the behind the scenes. And as I said, it's important to share how much work it goes into the experience that they're going to get. But it has to be somehow related to them, to the audiences, and not only share um, 
you know, I enjoyed performing at this, at this place, this and this role. Great. What does that mean for me as an audience member? That's what, why people pay the ticket to be excited. And then that's why they pay for the known titles because they know what to expect. It's not because they want to see the Snow White story again and again, but Snow White, uh, they know what they will get more or less. They know what to expect at least. They know what kind of emotions, they know what the story is. And so it's easier to buy the ticket for something you know, although then, of course, when you have expectations as an audience member, that's another cup of tea, another part of the coin, and that's something else to talk about. But it's easier to give money for something you know what to expect. But if you present a new piece and you promote it as a new exciting piece by this and this person that talks about this and that, mm, I'm not sure I'm going to want to buy it. If you tell me what I'm going to feel, how excited I'm going to be, you know, besides how much work went into it and you know not only the story that it tells but what's underneath what it's going to evoke in me as the audience member how I'm gonna what I'm gonna experience what the experience uh, involves then I'm gonna be excited to buy the ticket even though I don't know the title even though I don't know the story so that's I think one of I'm not gonna say mistakes but one of the weak points of a lot of Uh, theater companies, a lot of performers in performing arts industry, including me, that's something I definitely work on, is to really talk to our audiences and what is it that they are going to get and not so much focusing on what are we going to get. Unless then, of course, you have to choose if you're a performer, just, you know, performing and presenting yourself on social media as a brand, then of course you want to show to your fans what you do and to other people who are in the industry how you prepare the role and how, but again, somebody's going to take if you show your warm-up, somebody's going to say, okay, I'm going to try this warm-up exercise or I'm going to try this method of preparing a role or whatever and of course people love to see behind the scenes but we really, really have to move the focus on the audiences and then I'm sure, because I have proof of this that, you know, people will want to buy and people will want to come and experience uh, what you have to offer them Uh, instead of just saying you know come to this show because it's you know I don't know the story is interesting not good enough Uh, so yeah this was just a little quick uh, food for thought Um, if you have any questions or you want to comment or share your thoughts on this I would love to know them so leave a comment below or uh, send me a DM or leave a comment on um, on our uh, social media I'm going to leave or all the handles in the description of this uh, part of this episode also you can check in the show notes uh, the link to more of uh, the work I do uh, and the work I do with my mom to inspire performers to create their own opportunities Uh, this is actually a topic that we also cover in our course from performer to producer Uh, there is a whole you know module talking about this part of the job So if you want to know more, it's all on the link in the show notes, uh, in the description of this episode. So yeah, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Share uh, on your social media or with your friends if you want to, if uh, this impacted you. Uh, And yeah, have a great, great day. And be courageous in sharing your art and what it is that you really offer to your audiences. Thanks for tuning in and uh, I'll hear from you soon. Bye.